You're listening to The Lightwalker's Path with Serena Myers, the podcast that sparks real, raw, honest conversations about what it actually means to live a spiritual life. Serena is a sacred soul mentor who guides people to tap into their heart's truth so they can live their lives with purpose on purpose. Welcome to episode 43 of The Lightwalker's Path. I'm your host, Serena Myers, and it is my absolute pleasure to bring forward this interview this week. I have had the delight uh, to spend some time with Callista. This was the hardest interview I've ever had to edit because everything in it was just so good. So I am going to upload the entire interview to my YouTube channel, and I'll make sure that that link is in the show notes. So without further, further ado... Here's my interview with Callista for you. We'll be talking all things female archangels. Here she is. I'm so excited to be able to share her with you today. So let me give you her official bio and then we'll like scrap all the formalities and just get into the real stuff. So here we go. Callista is an award-winning author. She is a pioneer of spiritual ascension and a magical leader who truly walks her talk. You know how important that is here on the Lightwalker's Path. Through creating these therapy, she's got therapy modalities, so angel healing, unicorn healing, and Atlantean uh, crystal healing, Calista has attuned thousands of souls worldwide to the angelic, elemental, and crystalline kingdoms, and believes that by healing and empowering our lives, we help all of creation to thrive. Whew! So she um, has so graciously joined me here today, and we are going to be talking all things about angels and ascension. So... First of all, thank you so much for coming. And second of all, can you kind of expand what that means to you? Because I know Ascension means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Mm, so does. Yeah. Hello. Hi, everybody watching and listening. So Ascension for me is remembering and embodying and integrating all that we are, mm. but getting really real with every aspect of us whether that's our skills and our talents but also our shadows and our fears and facing them integrating them not shying or running away but working with them to learn more about who we are and then bring that express who we are in our everyday life I don't see it as a form of you know going from where we are up some heavenly staircase or into another dimension on our spaceship. I don't see that. I just see us remembering and embodying all that we are, becoming the masters that we came here to be. For me, that's what practical spiritual ascension is. I love that. And, I, and it feels to me, having come originally from the Catholic background and then from like a pretty even though it was shamanic, like almost religious teaching in a lot of ways, this takes so much pressure off. It's not about becoming some guru, some ascended master, some, you know, walking Buddha. It really gives us permission to be ourselves. Yeah. I think we're evolving away from that. Mm-hmm. Seeing, seeing consciousness as an external or going to somebody to basically tell us what we need to know. Like we have all the answers. We really are our own guru. and. I'm, I'm all for that. I'm all for helping people um, find their own answers, delivering them, helping them to gain their truth, to find it themselves rather than saying, you know, this is my perception. This is my guidance for you. Because how can we really know that? We, you know, we, we can't in truth. 
Well, and I think it's so disempowering for people too, to always have to be given the answers, especially when they're already carrying that innate wisdom within themselves. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm finding too, like the people that I resonate with their work and who I'm just like, you just know that they're the real deal. There is that humility to it. That is so much about helping people inherently claim it themselves rather than putting themselves on a pedestal and preaching to the masses. And it's yeah. such a big and really beautiful shift that I've been seeing in our, in our space lately. Where do you yeah, have from? Yeah, I, I believe that's coming from the rise in the divine feminine consciousness that's been suppressed for so long. I believe people are finding their voices, um, no matter if they're female or not, it doesn't matter. The feminine lives within all us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're finding our voices, we're finding our strength, we're finding our courage, we're um, helping each other, I believe, in this community. And then that's rippling out and helping other beautiful sleeping beauties begin to awake um, into their own truth and give them permission or not permission, but just through that process of spiritual osmosis, helping them to awaken, you know, live their, live their purpose. And I, what I think is really neat about it too, is that it becomes very muggle friendly that way when it's not about a particular path. And I know your work is very, very magical, but when we're talking about these themes of being our best selves and looking at things with truth and accepting who we are, that's available to everybody, regardless of where they are. And I feel like that makes, um, it's just such a beautiful uniting process. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The beings that I work with are so grounded on the surface that may appear very airy fairy, unicorn. Literally in some cases. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With the the fairies, of course, unicorns and angels, but they're non-denominational. They don't assign to a religion. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're not saying, I'm going to work with you, but not work with you. There's, there's, there's a complete equality uh, to the spiritual kingdoms and I love that for so long religion for example has been misconstrued but yet the heart of religion I think that the religion comes from the word realgo which means to unite mm. you know religion was always to unite us with who we with who we are but then became very fear-based and uh, very structured very masculine uh, and that's why I believe it's dissolving giving rise to everybody finding their own empowerment their own truth and following more signs symbols and synchronicities to to keep them reassured that they're on the right path rather than going to church and hearing somebody preach which I'm I'm not downplaying I'm not anti-religious at all but I believe we don't have to go to a church to find that divinity we just need to breathe and be aware of who we are. It's funny that we have those, that conditioning though, that you have to go somewhere to be able to have these experiences. When I left, um, not so much the church, because I was quite young when I left the church, but when I left my spiritual community in my early 30s, um, someone actually said to me, don't you feel, don't you want to be grateful? Don't you want to connect with the divine and thank her for you know your beautiful marriage and your family and whatever? And I was like, well, yeah, I do, I do that every day. I don't need to be working in a group in a particular modality to be able to mm-hmm. have that experience. Mm-hmm. But I think we're just so conditioned that this is what it looks like. This is what it means to be spiritual. Absolutely, yeah. But, but 
I, I believe that that's falling away. I'm, I'm perhaps maybe I'm naive, but I would like to think I would like to think that 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 way of being is falling away. Structure is falling away. The feminine is coming forward, and the feminine is the mystery, mm. is the unknown, is being un, is being comfortable in the uncomfortable. You know, the the feminine really guides us into that space, and that's why I believe there's such a surge in goddess books and products and angel books and like the book that i've just written the female archangels like because we are shifting and evolving our consciousness and our beliefs and the way that we do things in the world of course there has to be this evolution in our spirit teams in, in the way that we interact with the with the ethereal kingdoms um so that's lovely to see and it reflects to us our global ascension how we're all moving forward and our readiness for it because i think if we weren't it just wouldn't be happening we'd be stuck on that hamster wheel of same old same old we'd be still muggles yes (laughs) okay i really want to get into your book but before we do i am super curious about your personal journey because in my experience i tend to meet not always but i tend to meet people who are you working with the earth magics or they're working with the ethereal and you've got both elementals and angels as part of your repertoire. So what was that journey like and how, how did you end up balancing those two worlds? <laughs> yeah, it's a funny one. Um, well, I started off really um, very earth-based, you know, I came from a family of, there, there, there wasn't really men in our family. They were all matriarch, very strong women, all had a connection with the air, grew up in Scotland, still live here, and magic is very much alive here. And it's something that's taught. It's not a you know, part of myth and legend here. It's real. People believe in magic mm. here. There's so many fairy glens and the brooks. You can hear the, the magic and the singing in the water. It's just amazing. So that was my bread and butter when I was growing up. But um, took a detour. I guess I had to take that detour into science and became a cancer research scientist, got my degree, um, worked for Big Pharma, was very cynical, completely different, no makeup, really plain, you know, just, um, just just a whole different person, really. But what always remained within my heart was a passion for the earth, a passion for helping people, and a greater vision for this earth. Like I, I, I wanted to help, but I knew being that very small cog and that huge big pharmaceutical wheel, I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was contributing. And I saw so much in that world, how much they commercialize health, these, you know, all the management just focus on their bank balance rather than actually helping people. And I thought, I do not want to be part of this world anymore. And so around about 2006, I believe that's when I went through my sort of awakening that we talk about in this world, you know, awoke my consciousness, said to myself, okay, am I going to go back to university, become a, you know, become a doctor, do my PhD? Am I going to start a family with my then fiance? So that was kind of rattling around. And then I remember sitting at my computer at work looking up evening courses and a course in Reiki came forward 
didn't know what Reiki was, went along, judged everybody because I was such a judgy, cynical person back then, um, but loved it, fell in love with it and realized I had a talent for it. I could feel the energy like so, so many of us can. Started working with it and um, I just knew I had to leave. I had to leave science. This was, this was where my heart was going, slowly but surely. The more I immersed myself into healing and meditation, I started to meet those beings I connected with when I was wee, the fairies, the angels, all this life. It's like I went from black and white to color. Mm. And um, so I still had the nature-based spirituality. That's always been my true heart. But also I became a bridge and a channel for the angels, started to work with them, specifically Archangel Raphael and his twin, Archaea Virtue. So together, if I have a coin, I saw a penny coin here somewhere. If you can imagine a coin anyway, has two sides. The way the angels represented and expressed themselves to me was they had a, a, and they still have a masculine consciousness on one side and a feminine on the other, but together they're still the same angel. Interesting. And for eons, angels have been represented as masculine in being. If they had a being, of course they're androgynous, but if they had a being, it was, it was the masculine that presented because God and God's son, Jesus, Buddha, you know, no matter what religion has been represented as male in form. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, that made, made sense. If we were in that patriarchal society, then uh, consciousness, God, divi- divinity was seen as this masculine being. But when I first started to work with them, the feminine came forward. And the female archangels call themselves the Archaea. And I'd never heard of the Archaea. There wasn't books on the subject. Um, but there she was, Archaea Virtue, very, very present. And I believe that people who work with angels have always connected with the female archangels. They've always been there, the Archaea. They're just the energetic inner potential, if you like, to the outward expression of the masculine. Mm. So Virtue explained to me that she is, in every act of healing, she's the the essence of gentleness and forgiveness and compassion. And she says that every act of healing has to involve forgiveness. It has to to involve forgiveness, whether it's forgiveness of self, forgiveness of a circumstance or another or the environment. And so she's that soft pink underlying weave of energy to all the more physical, emotional, and mental healings that Raphael does. And so, honestly, I just became a student of Raphael and Virtue, learned a lot from them. They said to me, okay, Callista, um, you're going to be developing a hands-on healing modality, not like Reiki, but because you've learned Reiki, we can tell you it is hands-on healing. And you're going to be teaching it around the world. And this was... This was huge news to me. I couldn't process it. I didn't believe it because I just left science. It was too big for me to contain. Um, 
but you know, I just continued to work with the angels and here I am now. The angel healing system was uh, created in 2009 and continues to be taught around the world. And we've got thousands of practitioners. Um, so he was right. <laughs> and, it, and it just took big leaps of faith. The angels are always encouraging us to take leaps of faith. And when we receive guidance like this from, from the angels, from our spirit team, from our inner being, even if it feels really big, if it's right, if it feels right, we, you know, we have to believe it and we have to move towards it because that's our calling. That's our calling, literally calling to us. Okay, come over here, move in this direction. And so, um, so I continue to teach earth-based spirituality through daily clips on Instagram called Mother Earth News. And I love, I love doing that, just letting nature speak. Today, the docs were speaking to me. <laughs> um, but uh, courses and events and books, I normally uh, work a lot with the unicorns and uh, beings like Mary Magdalene a lot, features in a lot of my work, and the angels. So, yeah, bit of a bridge. It's kind of all over. That's, um, it really is like that unifying of Earth to ether. It's really beautiful. Yeah, and it's important because everything that comes forward you know, we all have our own gifts and those gifts have a central theme, a central expression, um, which will play out. Some of us are here to be mothers, but also spiritual mothers. Some of us are here to be teachers and, and herald our teachings in loads of different ways. For me, it's all about bridging heaven, bringing, bringing and bridging heaven to earth, mm. but also helping people to bring heaven through earth through their bodies by recognizing their divinity really really important and so that's my passion I love I love what I do and yeah every day I just I, I thank this path I thank this path <laughs> <laughs> and, getting and emotional actually it. getting emotional uh, absolutely <laughs> it is though it's um for it to work out so beautifully and so perfectly and for it to be so not according to plan is wonderful. Mm. Um, I want to backpedal a tiny bit to what you were saying about taking those leaps of faith. Cause that's something that, um, you know, a lot of my listeners definitely get to that place where they're like, I have a feeling these things are happening. How do I trust it? How do I know that this isn't in my head? So what's your take on that in terms of yeah. building the confidence to take the leap of faith? Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's just actually bring forward faith because so the twin of Archangel Michael is Archaea faith. Mm. And we're always taught from a religious vantage that faith is believing in something external to us. But actually, her message is all about believing in our inner knowing. So believing in what we can't really define and encapsulate, but is the essence of us. And we know when we're driven by faith because the person that we're talking to or what we're pondering or the idea that's running through us will feel expansive and exciting and, ah, you know, we'll just literally feel our heart opening. And um, when, we're, when we're feeling that, even if it scares us, we have to take those leaps of faith. And Archaea faith 
because that is the virtue that she expresses. She's also called Michaela as well. Um, she says, you know, in this human experience, this play workshop that we're all in right now, we're constantly being given opportunities to take leaps of faith, whether it is a leap in our career, a leap in our relationship, a leap in our friendships to say the things that we need to say, um, a leaps with our body, a leaps with our connection to the divine. We're, we're constantly being challenged, but it's not as if we're being tested. Sometimes people will say to me, I feel like I'm being tested by the universe. No, you're not being tested. Your soul, your inner being is just giving to you the opportunities that you need to take yourselves forward based on the dreams that you're setting, the intentions, the manifestations. Um, it all comes from us. It all comes from us. But we're constantly surrounded by the angels. Faith also guides us that we have wings. We have etheric wings. And, um, you know, other angel teachers have taught that, I'm sure, and have shared that we all have wings. But faith really wants us to embody them to like literally don them and put them on every day and go, right, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for whatever leap of faith I need to make because of course, when we leap, we're leaping into the unknown. Of course, it's going to be scary because we've never been there before, but we have our wings. Our wings, what are they in essence? They are our guardian angels, if you like. They have our back. And our guardian angels can, there's a, they have more divine dispensation to kind of butt in and nudge into our life to make sure that we're safe and held. And so it might feel like when we're taking these leaps of faith that we're on this precipice going into some like deep abyss, but actually no, we can soar. We can soar and enjoy a new landscape of our own design if we want to. Knowing that we're supported, knowing that the angels literally have our back there's that trust element there, I think. And so much of it is perception because two people can be having that exact same experience of, you know, effectively gliding over the abyss. And someone is looking down going, oh my gosh, like, look where I'm headed. Everything is awful. And the other ones are going, look at the view. I feel so held and supported and look at the opportunity in front of me that would never have happened if I'd stayed up on the cliff. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, we can, we can, we can um, soar off that precipice and feel the exhilaration or we can feel like we're fumbling forward or being pushed mm -hmm. by some sort of external circumstance and, and hate it as we fall. You know, if we look at the root word, the angels, especially the female archangels, are always about the etymology of words, like the root. Mm. What is the root of a word? Because... The archaea basically means origin. They are the origin. Um, so faith, the root of the word faith means to trust. That's exactly what faith is. Trust and flow. Got to be trust and flow. You can't just, for example, receive information from the guides, from your angels, from your inner being, but not act upon it. Faith is like, come on, you've got to do it. You know, you've got to do it. Her and Archangel Michael, they're like, come on. You've got to put action in your dreams. And um, I think the Divine Feminine 
is is sometimes is packaged to be oh really soft and passive and I'm just sitting here listening or dancing. <laughs> no, you've got to act. You've got no. to put power into your dreams and take those leaps and be active. So trust if we look faith, if we look at the root would be trust and flow. That's really what that angel helps us to do. Hmm. Now I'm um, it's interesting because for me when I've connected with angels, I have already um I get kind of a masculine or feminine vibe from them as it is. So the idea of this duality is very cool to me because now I'm wondering if ever I was tapping into something being more feminine, is it just because I was tapping to the, into that other aspect of them? Like Ariel is a funny one. Like when you said there has to be active, I feel like Ariel, it, she's my favorite actually, if I'm totally honest, but <laughs> she is ferocious. There is nothing mamby pamby about her. She has got like some real fire to her, which is why I love her so much. But, um, so do they all have that aspect of it? And like, how, how does, cause this is a whole new concept for me. It is, it is. And I think it's potentially uh, a little bit controversial as well, but it speaks to where we are. It speaks to so many topics that are current right now, like gender fluidity and, Mm. you know, everything, because of course an angel is neither masculine feminine. It is the vibration that they express. Mm-hmm. Because in the patriarchy, we needed the the male the male expression of an angel. We needed that. So our brothers, the the, the masculine archangels came forward. Now we're in the age of Aquarius, the age of the divine feminine. We're all, no matter if we're awake or not, healing and empowering the feminine within us and and around us in the earth and that's why the RK are coming forward they came forward a lot more so around round about 2015 they started to really come in and that's when I started to see um decks change like we were talking about Kyle Gray um one of my friends because I I did a, a book with Hay House that was my first book and he has a deck where some of the angels are represented as the feminine. Oh. You know, we started to see that that sprinkling of the feminine coming through. But if we go back to, um, I love the way you, you say, I say Ariel, but you say Ariel. Yeah, maybe it's Ariel. the Disney in me. I don't know. I know. It's like, I like the mermaid fire. I like it. Ariel. Yeah, the angel of nature and angel of manifestation. So I see Ariel as as uh, masculine, but the, the inner consciousness or the feminine reflection would be uh archaea's strength archaea's strength and she is so fiery um so at the moment creating a card deck to go with the book and so all the images have been coming forward and archaea's strength wait till you see her i have to send a picture of her she has this lion coming from her and all the fiery rays and those alchemical fires around her and she's just so fierce would be a word Mm-hmm. fierce whereas Ariel is still very much like that but he he's more the wisdom of the earth and he's got this beautiful owl that comes forward he's very much oh. akin to owls. but this is what happens I've spoke to many angel teachers and uh, healers and it's the same thing for example Archangel Jophiel a lot of people feel that Jophiel um, because of that lean towards beauty feels feminine uh-huh. but the reflection of Jophiel is lady radiant Ooh. 
no, sorry, is um, Archaea Clarity. Sorry, there's so so many angels. Is Archaea Clarity, um, and Clarity is the feminine consciousness. Yet she is very like she would be the go-to Archaea for helping to heal the sacred masculine because that's also rising. Interesting. So it's really yeah, it is. It's very interesting how they interplay. Um, the angel of the moon. So Archangel Hanael and the opposite would be Archaea uh, Radiant. They're often looked at, Radiant is often uh, more expressing the masculine and Hanael is more uh, expressing the feminine. And it's like, what? But they very much teach people to go their own way, especially in their sexuality. Mm -hmm. um, so they would be the go-to angel if people are struggling with gender identity, would be going to Haniel and going to Radiant. And of course, whatever an angel helps us with, whatever their qualities or virtues are, that's how they're going to express to us. But everybody will see angels differently. Mm -hmm. This is the most beautiful, subjective part of working with angels. We'll always see them differently. But there is specific qualities that remain true. This is why, for example, Archangel Michael has often been represented as having armor and the sword of truth and the blue cloak because the blue cloak represents the ray that he serves and expresses on. And so many people have seen that. But he also expresses in different forms. And the angels are helping us to kind of break through our boxes that we have created and go, do you know what? I'm just going to shake things up a little bit. And this is another reason why the Archaea are here. It's to help us to get out of our thinking and stop pigeonholing. And just and experience say, them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To experience them. That's really... Uh, yeah, it, this is like, this is really blowing my mind. And it's also confirming a lot of things because when I work with angels in meditation, they present themselves in kind of humanoid forms and I have my own little whatever's like the way I see them. Yeah. But when I've done group readings, they're pillars of light. Like it's not, I mean, it's vaguely humanoid, but it would look more like almost like an alien rather than, yes, you yeah. know, rather than a person with features and everything. So it's, uh, uh, for my own journey. And I mean, I'm at the point where I stopped questioning the things that I see now. I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> another weird one. Here we go. But there was a time where I really needed it to be predictable for it to be believable for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that willingness to kind of break the mold and the box is really important. Um, because it does challenge the whole, but this work does challenge who we are and what we believe anyway. So why not have it as this additional tool that can just kind of crack us open? Exactly. The nature of consciousness is shifting. Mm. And so we have to be open and flexible in our thoughts and in our beliefs. And actually, you know, if we go back to Archaea Clarity, so the other half of Jophiel, because they focus so predominantly on our crown, mm. on illumination and wisdom, they're often saying, you know, leave yourself empty so you can be full of God. Mm. Leave yourself empty. so you can, Or you can, or if you don't like that word God, leave yourself empty so you can be full of love or purity or source. Because our beliefs 
at the end of the day, if we're being super real, our beliefs only limit us because we can have a belief about this person or a belief about this modality or a belief about angels. But all we're doing is doing that. We're, we're putting ourselves in a box. And we don't know that it's true anyway. We're just saying, eh, this is what I think. I hope I'm right. So why not be open? <laughs> the angels are helping us to feel again, to be sensory, to be uh-huh. sensual, you know, not in a sexy, corny sense, but like to be... <laughs> when you're using your senses. Well, you know, to like yeah. feel our body. They're great advocates of, of being in our body. Um, and, in, and in the book, they actually encourage people to like self-pleasure. Like it's quite radical. I mean, I've never read an angel book like this. <laughs> that's just really <laughs> outspoken. But that's the feminine for you. Mm-hmm. Feminine for you. And I think spirituality as a whole, up until where we are now, I believe it's been more of a form of entertainment. Do you not think when people first awaken, they want to know their past lives or they want to go on retreats? you know they're not actually sitting down and getting to know who they are Mm -hmm. they just want to know who they've been in a past life and that's more like the spiritual ego they want to know who bragging rights yeah i'm like no get to know who you are right now who are you like what's your what's your feelings about you like what's your passions um create a strong foundation and a daily practice is key i believe as we move forward so that we can, so that can become our strength when life does feel too distraction, distracting and we feel like we want to numb ourselves uh-huh. and we all do it and I do it. You know, I have days where I just sit on the couch and watch Netflix and eat loads of chocolate and feel crap about myself. Like we all have those days. Yeah. But, um, but they get less and less. The more you embody yourself, uh-huh. the, more, the more you check in with yourself and go, you know, this is not serving me. Our care freedom is always talking about what we to be mindful of what we're putting our energy into, like the conversations we're weighing into, what we're listening to, but also what we're watching. Mm. For example, if we watch like a drama series on Netflix, we have to be prepared for our life to get dramatic because everything that we are watching, we're becoming a part of. Because as we move forward, we're we're all becoming um, lie detectors. You know, our empathy, our empathy is raising. So we know if somebody is saying something that's not true, but yet, you know, people can, can say all these lovely fancy words, but if their energy is not speaking that same language, you will absolutely know. Mm-hmm. It's repelling. It is, yeah. And, you know, if we go back to Jeremiah and freedom, the angel of our emotional body, they say that, every every emotion that we have has a value like anger has a value mm-hmm. anger's uh, anger for example has got a higher vibration than depression you know anger mm-hmm. actually gets things done is a gateway it gets things done it is a gateway for breakthrough mm-hmm. and often we can't have breakthrough if we don't have a breakdown first mm-hmm. like going back to the chapter with grace when when all that happened as I was writing the chapter, my dad passing, the relationship ending, 
so much, so much change and transition in my life. I remember being in the bath and literally screaming. Like I just had to get it out of my body. I was so angry, so angry at my dad. But after that bath, because I process really quickly, but I go really deep. Uh-huh. And I think we all do. We have to. The angels were just holding space, not judging, holding the energy high. And I realized afterwards, there were so many breakthroughs. There were so many realizations. And there was a, in the middle of all, this beautiful reconciliation between me and my dad, who is now part of my spirit team, who has helped me actually so much the last couple of months mm. to just shine and to be comfortable being single and being a fierce single mother. Um, but that anger was useful. That needs to be shared. And that's another aspect of the divine feminine. The anger part or the sharing part? Both. <laughs> being, being, real, being real with our feelings. Mm-hmm. Archie of Virtue, other half of uh, Raphael, always says, be real to heal. We cannot heal ourselves if we're not being real, if we're not being real with how we feel or our words or our actions. Yeah. If there is that authenticity, we're not going to move ourselves forward. No. I could talk to you all day. <laughs> You're amazing. I, it's a really lovely conversation and I hope it's, val- it's valuable to everybody listening. So give me the full scoop. I know you're not a salesy person, but give me the full scoop about the book. We're going to add the link to the show notes, but give us, give us the full meal deal, the name, the, all the juicy stuff. So my next book, The Female Archangels, Evolutionary Teachings to Heal and Empower Your Life is now out Yay. on Amazon. Very excited. And you can get the auditory version, which I recommend you get as well as the paperback because there is so much practical rituals, ceremonies, exercises, meditations, and attunements to the 11 archaea that feature in the book. So 11 of the most uh, purposeful female archangels came forward and the book solely focuses on them. And we dive into every topic imaginable, sacred sexuality, empowering our mind, empowering our emotional body, our mental body, healing our relationships, going into our shadows, Right at the end of the book is something called the Angel Healing Prescription Guide, which literally lists A to Z, everything you can imagine that we, that we can manifest as a disease state. Mm. And then it gives you the best angels to work with. And also um, goes into the best angels to work with for strengthening our aura or healing and activating our navel chakra or working with entity removals. So that's fantastic. I've always wanted to have sort of a, a go-to handy description guide. So that's going to be in there too. And what I want people to take away from this book is a return of their pleasure mm. and their joy and their freedom. And I feel very emotional about that because as I was writing the book, that's exactly what it gave me and I feel like even though the book took only a couple of months to write that's you know it really gave me that and it it is so pure and it's so real and the archaea are such rebels in what they're saying I mean they they're swearing like sailors all the way through the book (laughs) those those are my people (laughs) 
<laughs> or not people. But I, just, you know. I, just, I just can't wait to share it. And even though it helps heal and empower the divine feminine within us, no matter our gender, it also helps the sacred masculine to rise up so that we can live in balance. Because it's not just about the feminine or the masculine. It's about living in balance. Mm-hmm. And 2020, this is a new decade, but it's also a new seven-year ascension cycle where the theme is integration or as the angels talk about it divine union divine tantra with all that we are it's about coming into wholeness um, as we come out of our shadows and fully into our light so that would be my rundown of the book i hope you enjoy it i am i know that you've mentioned that it's a bit controversial and so i know that that comes with a price so I just want to take a second, even before reading it, uh, just to thank you for giving voice to these beings that we wouldn't have access to otherwise, and to do it in a way that honors them in the way that they want to be presented into the world right now. Um, because I know being that voice, um, you know, has responsibility, and I'm really grateful that you championed it. Mm. So that means you. a lot to me. Thank you, Serena. <sighs> This has been amazing. So yes, I will make sure that the links are um, in the show notes. So it's nice and easy for you to not only find her book, but find her online um, and start keeping an eye on the magic that she's making because the earth messages that she's delivering on Instagram are super powerful. Um, the healing modalities that she's developed are amazing. She runs an awesome uh, Facebook community that is a really tight knit group of people that are really generously, generously sharing of themselves and of their gifts. And uh, basically, if you didn't know Calista before, you should probably know her now. That's what I'm saying. Thank you so very much for taking this time with me today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. I hope you had as much fun listening to that as I had doing the interview. It was really just such a pleasure. So again, the full episode can be found on my YouTube channel. You can look me up. Serena Myers, or you can just click the link in the show notes. I'll make it nice and easy for you. So that is it for this week. I hope this um, episode is finding you uh, well and safe. And as always, if you're looking for a space to talk about this stuff and all things spirituality, please join my Facebook community, The Lightwalker's Path. Same name as this podcast, easy to find in groups on Facebook. We'll see you there.